Hey, everyone, want to tell you about an incredible company called Air Doctor Pro. You can go to airdoctorpro.com, use the promo code Fasting for Life to receive up to $300 off one of their amazing air filters. Um, by supporting them, you're supporting us and the show. I want to tell you an incredible testimony. We now know that the indoor air is two to five, sometimes up to a hundred times more polluted um, than the outdoor air, according to the EPA. And my son has been struggling with sleep. He hasn't slept. He's over two years old. He hadn't slept through the night his entire life. My wife and I had done everything. We could not figure it out. We put an Air Doctor Pro in his room, and I am not kidding. The first night he slept through the night, up he went over 30 nights in a row for the first time ever, sleeping through the night. We don't know what it did or what was in the air because we've had our house tested but whatever it's doing is allowing him to rest and sleep peacefully for the first time. And for that, it is absolutely priceless. Air Doctor Pro comes with 30-day Breathe Easy money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund. Minus shipping. Head to airdoctorpro.com. Use the promo code FASTINGFORLIFE to receive up to $300 off any of their air purifiers exclusive to podcast customers. You'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock in the special offer by going to airdoctorpro.com. Use the promo code Fasting for Life. Hello, I'm Dr. Scott Wadier. And I'm Tommy Welling, and you're listening to the Fasting for Life podcast. This podcast is about using fasting as a tool to regain your health, achieve ultimate wellness, and live the life you truly deserve. Each episode is a short conversation on a single topic with immediate actionable steps. We cover everything from fat loss and health and wellness to the science of lifestyle design. We started Fasting for Life because of how fasting has transformed our lives, and we hope to share the tools that we have learned along the way. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Fasting for Life podcast. My name is Dr. Scott Wadier, and I'm here, as always, I'm a good friend and colleague, Tommy Welling. Good afternoon to you, sir. Hey, Scott. How are you? Doing fantastic, my friend. We are going to put some calorie myths to bed today and give you some perspective on adopting that fasting lifestyle to get those weight loss and health results that you've been looking for. So I'm excited today to have a fun conversation around, dare I say, counting calories and tracking macros. So I call that dangling the carrot. We're going to get into it. We're going to talk about when and if we do support it, how to use it, talk about why it is not successful for so many people, including ourselves at certain points in our journey, and hopefully leave you with something you can do today in terms of leveling up your fasting experience and get you those long-term results that we always talk about. So welcome in today's episode. If you're a new listener, appreciate you giving us an opportunity to become part of your fasting journey and fasting lifestyle adaptation. Head back to episode one if you want to learn more about Tommy and I and how we transformed our lives through fasting and getting rid of our insulin resistance and getting rid of the weight for good. If you're a long-term listener, appreciate the shout outs, appreciate the encouragement, love the five-star reviews, keep them rolling in. And we're just very appreciative as we now pass two and a half million downloads in the last wow. three years. Thank you guys, thank you. I, I just, Tommy, so cool. we were just like, oh, let's go tell our story. And here we are. Right weekly episodes every single week, never missed. We love prepping them. We love delivering on them. And we do plan to continue to deliver value and hopefully life transforming 
action steps, as we like to say with each and every episode. So truly appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Filled with gratitude that you chose to listen to us and give us a shot. So Tommy, today's conversation, sir, eat less, move more. You should be able to lose weight. (laughs) Okay. I'm going to set my calorie deficit. I'm going to dust off my fitness pal. I'm going to get my gym clothes ready and I'm going to work out five days a week. I'm going to do upper body, lower body cardio. Got my split Uh, all all mapped out. Got them all mapped out. I'll sneak in an elliptical session for another 300 calorie burn, you know, (laughs) et cetera. I got my whoop on, or maybe you've got your Garmin or your Fitbit. Mm, Apple watch, Watch, right? Yeah. I've never, Mm. never got down on the Apple watch. I was too connected as is. So I didn't need another thing telling me, Hey, someone wants to get a hold of you. And then I'd have to go find my phone. So I I can never get down on that, but we're going to talk through the most common pitfalls and why that system could be if you've tried in the past, never mind just undermining your progress physically and psychologically, because when the results don't match the effort, you get discouraged and you quit. But there's also some, some metabolic rate prediction equations and calorie counting equations and technology that is not as accurate as you think. So the article that we came across was Stronger by Science by Eric Tressler in March of 2023. And the title of the article is Most Metabolic Rate Prediction Equations Are Bad When Weight is Stable and Worse When It Isn't. Uh oh. <laughs> so either you're gaining weight or you've lost some weight. Mm-hmm. The equations on how to get your basal metabolic rate, your total daily energy expenditure, set your caloric deficit and go, never mind all the actual application of tracking, the times you need it most ah, are the times that it is not as accurate. Oh man. I mean, like what a, what a bad friend, right? <laughs> like it's, it's not going to be there when you need it. Like that's, that's terrible because if I'm going through the effort of actually calculating these things out, it's because I'm, I'm planning to take action based on on the numbers, right? So I want to have a certain level of confidence so that I can make my next decision and I can I can stick to it. I can feel motivated. I can feel a continuous source of motivation behind what I'm doing. But like you said, if the results aren't matching my effort, then that can become a very frustrating cycle very quickly. And also, and usually that that comes in the form of a, a weight loss plateau, like the scale stops moving. I mean, that I saw that a hundred times. And then it was kind of like, you feel this decrease in motivation. And then, you know, when you when you kind of get back on, it's time to recalculate these things, maybe bust out a new meal plan, maybe try a new type of, you know, meal plan design, or maybe increase the exercise intensity, maybe hire a personal trainer, something else. So one Coach, of these couple yeah. of lever, levers, right? Yeah, maybe I'll pull that lever a, a little bit harder, but not really with a whole lot of confidence because you know that, that most of the variables are still kind of the same. You're just kind of hoping for a different result at that point. So some of you are going, wait a minute, isn't this a fasting podcast? Yeah, it is. (laughs) But so many of us come from this model and fasting has additional benefits that we could never find or figure out in, and I say we collectively, as a lot of you listeners out there as well, where you get your your meal plan, you get your your deficit, you get your MyFitnessPal, you set your goals, and at some point, the goal line starts to deviate from what the scale's telling you line on a day-to-day yeah. basis. Yeah, that like one pound a week line. Yeah, and the expectation doesn't match the reality. So there's frustration. 
And the reality is, is that these predictive equations that are being used aren't as accurate, and we'll share some numbers here in a minute, as you would think. So you come to fasting. Hey, let me try fasting. Fasting immediately puts you into a caloric restrictive situation. So you're decreasing your intake, which is great. Fasting, however, also has the added benefit of working on insulin, which is one of the main drivers of weight loss resistance, meaning it's harder to get the weight off after chronic or constant yo-yo dieting or right. chronic caloric restriction over the years. Fasting can boost your growth hormone. It can boost your noradrenaline. It can actually increase your metabolism in the short, in the short term. And we're talking anywhere from 18 to 36, sometimes 48 to 72 hour fast, you know, used in a cyclical fashion rotating those times and you'll get the protective nature the growth hormone spike to protect your lean muscle tissue and you'll get the hunger hormones hormones balancing and the decreased insulin and the increased fat burning and the ability to get into ketosis and burn more fat or oxidize more fat and then breathe that fat out through your lungs and when you get to fasting there's two situations that we typically see that that relate to a similar situation that this article is referencing where the equations aren't giving you the accurate data to use to then go get the result you want. Mm -hmm. And those are with fasting is you come to fasting and you start doing an intermittent type window, a 16 or 18 hour window. It just doesn't move the scale. Yeah. Or you start fasting and you get some pretty significant weight loss pretty quickly over the first 30 or 60 days. And then it stops. Yeah. I wonder which one of those is, is more common. We definitely hear from people who have, have, suffered from both of those situations Correct. but probably I, I guess if i had to if i had to guess it would be like the 16-8 situation because i feel like a lot of folks have a hard time kind of getting off the starting block where you take yeah. your first major move into fasting and then don't really see this like this this unicorn of a situation that you might have heard about maybe some other friends and family maybe lost lost some substantial weight with fasting or you know you you heard you heard some stories like that and then you start diligently doing these like 16 hour long fasts setting your timer but you just the scale just never really moves or moved the first couple of pounds and then just never really moved again after that but we we could definitely be at a at a caloric balance at that point without even really realizing it you yeah. know because you you might not be tracking everything or even if you are you might not even realize that Previous. Or you're sworn off tracking because Ooh, yeah. of previous, right? right? We're exactly yeah. where you were going. True. I mean, there's also the situation that, hey, maybe you lost a bunch of weight in the past. And then maybe the equation that you're using isn't predicting your caloric burn right anymore. Because like you said, it's not really a good friend when you really need it. Because if you had some significant changes, it's, it's not really accurate anymore. Yeah, I want to unpack the inaccuracy of the actual BMR and TDEE or basal metabolic rate and total daily energy expenditure equations here mm -hmm. in just a minute. But from that fasting perspective, the answer isn't, if, if you can't get the scale to move, typically the answer is vary your fasting windows, put a little bit of intention into what you're breaking your fast with and increase that fasting window until the scale starts moving. But if you've had success with fasting and then the scale stops, then what? Okay, so there's a quote in this article from Macro Factor that says, if you're one of the people that successfully loses weight in a one-size-fits-all or a low-calorie diet type situation using these equations, the skills you learn to stick with your diet, let's just, whenever we say the word diet, let's use the word fast. You're fasting, okay. right? Mm -hmm. Are likely to be incompatible with successful long-term weight maintenance. Mm -hmm. And we talk about this a lot from that Marie Spreckley article where they looked at weight loss managers and what they did to be successful. 
and it says, in effect, you got really good at crash, remember, dieting, air quotes, yeah. fasting, crash fasting. <laughs> and dealing with caloric restriction, but not normal sustainable eating habits or mm, patterns. Yeah. This can lead to years of yo-yo dieting, aka fasting, rather yo -yo than long-term yeah. success. So the reason we felt a need to talk about this conversation come from this perspective is that recently in our VIP coaching experience, which is a six month coaching program, which typically starts for most people with one of our seven day fasting lifestyle challenges. That's the majority, the place where the majority of folks come through, but we also have the master classes and emails and Facebook messages and Instagram and all that kind sure. of stuff in our community group on Facebook as well. But we get to a point where we have a lot of people that are crushing it when they first start or come out of a seven day challenge, hmm. right? And as we go through, we give you a weekly fasting schedule to focus on and we teach you how to, how to apply it to your day-to-day -day life. Like, okay, pick your fasting windows for the week. What are your non-negotiables? Do you have a business lunch, a date night, a vacation? Like what, what is in your life that will stop you from sticking to your air quotes diet, AKA fasting lifestyle, right? What are those things? Okay, set it, great. Set it and forget it, right? As in the old <laughs> infomercials, but you can't just set it and forget it. So when we're looking at these weekly schedules, we have one where we do an ADF week, an alternate day fasting week. Now, alternate day fasting is a very powerful fasting tool. And we require everyone, or we ask, we can't make them do it, lead the horse to water, but you can't make them drink, where we say, okay, we want you to dust off your trackers, set some TDEE and BMR calorie targets. We want you to track for this week. And then we want to be able to interpret those results with you and tell you if you need to upshift or downshift. And in the fasting world, it's either increase your fasting, decrease your consumption or make better food choices, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. you're under fasting and over consuming or over fasting and under consuming. Mm -hmm. And that's typically what we find when the scale stops doing what you, th what you think you want it to do. So we encourage our folks to go and do seven, 10, sometimes 14 days of exactly what these articles are saying aren't exactly as accurate as what you're thinking. Sure. So if you remove the fasting and now you're not already setting yourself up for caloric restriction and all the additional other benefits of fasting, increased BDNF, stem cells, autophagy, balancing the hunger hormones, feelings of euphoria, better sleep, better libido, better energy, et cetera, mm. The tools you literally have are these broken ones here in front of you. Never mind all of the other past, I've done it before, but man, it's hard. Now I got to go do it again. Psychological diet culture type, type mindset stuff as well. The baggage, that diet baggage, that fasting baggage, it can be heavy. Like, yes. You, you, and sometimes you don't even realize what, what you're actually bringing along with you, but focusing on actually just dialing it in temporarily is one of those things that it's a huge part of, of the process, like, like coming in and, and doing that on occasion when it's necessary. But you know what, like my mental block, and I've talked to a lot of folks who can identify with this as well, is that they're just looking for a plan that they can just set it and forget it, like you said, and just go, okay, that's the thing that I need to do. I'm not going to need to make any changes to it. Let me just do it until I hit that goal weight. And then I'll figure it out from there is, is essentially it. But just, just understanding that like one single method is not going to be the perfect way to do this because the body's variable, 
The body loves homeostasis. It's very adaptable. Your food choices aren't the exact same every day. Your energy expenditure and exercise stress levels, the same. sleep, yeah, hydration, right? yeah. Like every fast is not the exact same. You're not going to feel the same. It's not going to be the exact same duration. All these, all these kind of things, right? So there is mm -hmm. variability in the system. So understanding that and having a little bit of flexibility along the way is is one of those like I'm giving myself mental permission that I'm going to need to adjust the plan a couple of times and maybe even a few more than that. And that's okay. Hey, fasting fam, want to let you know about an incredible company that we've partnered with, AquaTrue.com. Promo code Fasting for Life to receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. These are not your old school um, pitcher filters or your refrigerator filters. We're talking about a proprietary four stage reverse osmosis purification process. Their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing, which if you've priced those whole home water filtration systems, you know exactly what I'm talking about. These incredible countertop versions, they do have one under sink mounting model as well, but they remove 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters, like I mentioned, and they're specifically designed to combat this new group of chemicals that the Environmental Working Group has done a deep dive on, these forever chemicals called PFAS or PFASs. These are in 45% of our U.S. tap water. 45%. These things can lead to endocrine system disruption, certain types of cancers, liver toxicity. And I'm so glad that there's now a countertop affordable version of this incredible technology. So as we fast, we know that water outside of a little black coffee and tea is the only thing that we drink. So if we're trying to get the biggest bang for our buck, we're trying to increase autophagy and allow our bodies to heal, shed the weight, get healthy, reverse disease, then why not give it the absolute best quality water that you can? So AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. It even makes a great gift, like I mentioned, my aunt and uncle. Um, today, as one of our loyal listeners, if you support them, you're supporting us, you're going to get 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to AquaTrue.com, that's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com, and enter code FASTINGFORLIFE, F-A-S-T-I-N-G-F-O-R-L-I-F-E. That's 20% off any of the AquaTrue water purifiers at AquaTrue.com. This also comes up when you've, you've gotten to that last few pounds before your air quotes goal weight or oh, maintenance, yeah. right? Yep, like true. whatever that number is. But there are inherent problems with calorie counting and why it's not successful for so many, right? So I want to go through them, define some terms, and then put together a simple way as a faster that you can simplify this process and use some of these tools in a way that can, can help you break through the plateau or get the scale moving initially or get you through to that end result where you're going to figure out what maintenance looks like. But again, just like it said in this article, the skills you use to get there. So with fasting, weight can come off pretty quick, which means we need to be really good at knowing and interpreting how we're feeling and putting intention into what we're breaking our fast with. Yeah. And then what you're going to do as you get closer to your maintenance goal. And it's mm. no different than on a, a weight loss journey, let's say if you hire a nutrition coach, sure. right? Or you're using your Low apps and, and all these. Right. Yeah. So some of the things here is calorie counting should be an ideal method of gaining or losing or maintaining weight. Science is pretty straightforward. We also talk a lot about the hormonal systems as well. So calories aren't king, insulin isn't king, but they both have a very complex, you know, storied history together. You can decrease the calories, increase the calories, decrease your consumption, increase your consumption. And in two different individuals based on their insulin resistance, they'll have different outcomes. So basal metabolic rate or resting metabolic rate is the amount of energy your body burns at rest. That's it. BMR. And there's 
tons of calculators and equations out there. So if we look at some of the equations, I mean, you've got your indirect calorimetry, you've got Tinsley, 2019 FFM, BM, fat-free mass versus body mass. You've got Owen, you've got Cunningham, Harris-Benedict, reverse Harris-Benedict, Mifflin. <laughs> Sounds like the, the office, right? The office, yeah, the, Dunder Mifflin. Dunder, yeah. yeah, right? I've never watched it, but why do I know that? The DeLorenzo equation. Now, all of these have certain systems that they use to spit out a basal metabolic number, right? And then from there, if we're looking at, okay, well, what do I, okay, what does that mean? Well, then you have to look at your total daily energy expenditure. This is the amount of total energy you burn in a day. Your BMR is the main component of that, about up to 70%. Mm -hmm. So day-to-day -day activities that aren't categorized as exercise, fidgeting to housework, sitting yeah. up to laying down, right? Then you've got your non-exercise activity thermogenesis, you know, as well. And then you've got the idea that exercise is only a very small percentage of our total daily energy expenditure. Yeah. But most people want to track calories and macros and work out more. Working out, yes, absolutely. Build lean muscle, become an energy powerhouse, change that body composition, increase yeah. your cardiovascular health, decrease your cardiovascular risk of stroke and heart attack, et cetera. Sure. Increase your insulin sensitivity as well across 100%. all those muscle cells around the body. Absolutely. So when we're looking at the calorie counting approach, the one size fits all, 2,000 calories a day. Obviously, 130-pound <laughs> person versus a 200-pound person, totally different. Right. Right. So it's just not really going to move the needle much for most people. The second is they may not be realistic or sustainable. So if someone, if, if we hear a lot doing 1200 calories a day, right? Yeah. But if you're only burning 15 or 1600, then 1200 might be good. But if you're burning 2500, 1200 a day is probably pretty unsustainable. And what sure. we end up seeing is fatigue, hunger, cravings, lethargy and then you end up not being able to stick to the program. And this is yeah. the same with fasting as well. For sure. You get plateaus the same way and for the same reasons. Right. The second is this idea of these activity trackers, right, Tommy? The activity trackers. Let me say one thing about basal metabolic rate too, because if you've been tracking and, and you've had some frustration or some slowdowns or some plateaus, if you've ever been tempted to use the BMR number that comes up, like almost overshooting your sedentariness or like undershooting your activity level because you feel like like you've been tracking and at 1800 calories it's not working or at 1400 calories it's not working like maybe if i can just take another little sliver off of there so how do i kind of game game the little calculator to do it then this conversation is is definitely for you for sure because like right. having a little bit of perspective about that can go a long way you know for your next weight loss you know fat loss attempt here so when we get into the wearables it's kind of the same deal where where a lot of times we'll we'll pick up a wearable so that we'll get some sort of confirmation about what we're doing or what we're trying to do is does this seem accurate based on what I'm calculating and what I'm actually doing and so it it can be a good way to kind of push yourself to, you know, get better at more consistently taking, you know, activity steps or like maybe it's hitting the gym or, you know, going on a walk or whatever it might be. There's, there's all kinds of cool gamifications that come along with a lot of the wearables, but understanding though, that their actual output number of what you're doing can be 50% off in, in either direction. So if it's reporting 2000, you might be doing a thousand or you might be doing 3000. And they're, they're all this like, this very unpredictable range of, of variability, even, even the very expensive ones. 
Now, to be fair, some of those that were really inaccurate are no longer in business, right? So we have sure. this new yeah. wave of aura <laughs> rings and whoops and all this kind of stuff. And I was just talking to my wife the other day. Now, remember, we're coming from this perspective that if you're not getting results and the scale's not moving, or if you have been fasting and it stops moving, then typically what we want to do is just increase our fast and decrease our consumption. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the opposite needs to happen. And that's why we yeah. focus on doing this ADF training where we want you to track and hone in for 10 to 14 days and see what the scale does. And then go back to doing what you were doing previously with a little bit more intention. If you lose 30 pounds, you can't still eat the same amount of food and expect the scale to move because you, you don't require as much energy as a 30 pound lighter individual. Right. <laughs> Your BMR changes. The problem is the equations are off dramatically. So anywhere from 10 up to 50%, right? So when we're looking at these, you might think, okay, well, that's just a few hundred calories a day, right? So 150 to 400, okay? Well, over the course of 400 calories per day over the course of a week is dang near a pound of fat over the course of a month per True. week. Yeah. Because it's not like, oh, you just increase for a day and then boom, you're fat the next day. No, it takes a few weeks, right, for that fat cell to, to grow and to, to accumulate. So really a couple of weeks of overconsumption, you know, 15 pounds over the course of six months, you know, 500 calories a day more per day per week would theoretically be one pound of fat per week. So the scale fluctuations are going to continually move. And we're looking at our trackers going, wait a minute, you can be up to 50% off. Huh? Yeah. So it's not just simply calories in calories out. And which equation <laughs> should I use? What app does my equation does my app use? Right? So whoop, for instance, I was just having this conversation with my wife. She is absolutely crushing it third baby. She's, I mean, she looks fantastic. She has like two or three more pounds on the scale that she wants to get down to, mm -hmm. which was her lowest weight before in body fat percentage before she got pregnant with our third one. Wow. She's awesome. months ahead of where she was after the second, right? Cool. And I'm over here just like, man, you're crushing it. Right. And she's like, well, I want to do better. I'm like, okay, great. You've always wanted to do better. What does that mean? She's like, well, you know, this is what I'm, I'm tracking and because she's breastfeeding. So she's making sure she's getting enough water and, and calories and all that. And mm -hmm. she's like, yeah, so I'm burning on an average of 1900 a day and I'm consuming 1900 a day. And I go, exactly. She's like, oh, well, that's why the scale wouldn't be moving. Mm -hmm. Now, she has zero insulin resistance, zero, zero visceral fat. All yeah. her numbers are incredible. Her gene testing shows that her body can process carbohydrates, loves them is fueled by them. She rides horses, she runs, she does CrossFit, like super athletic, super healthy, super fat. Mm -hmm. So she has zero insulin resistance. So yeah, if the equation is telling you this, and this is the result you're getting, and this is what you've been consuming, it's probably pretty accurate. Sure. Yeah. Because real life is matching the experience. But for us mere mortals, myself included, after years and years of failing, that wasn't making sense. So Whoop uses the yeah. BMR, right? and your heart rate variability or your heart rate, and then adds the uptick in your heart rate based on your strain for the day to that BMR estimate. So these, cool. this, yeah, this new wave tends to be more accurate, but again, it's the interpretation of how do I, where do I even start? Yeah. You know, what I, what I kind of fear for, for someone listening is that, you know, you might, you might look at it and make decisions on that day or on the next day based on what it told you today, you know, right. like, oh, I, I burned, you know, 2,500. Okay. I guess it's time to, to eat that much, you know, like it's not giving you 
super accurate real-time data to that level of confidence to make those decisions unless you've actually been observing it to take a look and like simplify the food choices maybe for a few days track those see what you're bringing in and then see what the scale does compare that to your wearable so i i like to do you know kind of the opposite to gain or the inverse to gain the the confidence in in the data that it's actually given me and then i can right. make some more confident decisions based on that data some of you going why the hell are you even talking about this stuff well a lot of people <laughs> we encounter come to fasting and they are still tracking yeah. everything the harder it is to get it off, like the more you you know you look for outside data and tools and, and things like that. And sometimes the harder you try, if you're that much more motivated, you're like you yeah. have a medication you want to come off of, or a disease you're trying to reverse, or a family member that's suffering, or a doctor conversation, or mm. you have to care for a loved one and your health matter. Something more motivating, you're going to be working that much harder, you know, to try to get that weight off. So some of these these fitness trackers, right? So the heart rate and the energy expenditure differs between individuals due to the differences in our resting heart rates, fitness levels, and our different levels of reactivity to stress. So even though the two main types of these wearable technologies, they're not great in isolation. They do work well together, but they still don't show based off of 2020 mental analysis that you're going to be seeing an insane amount of accuracy long term, Yeah, especially when the scale has either been going up or when the scale has been going down. Yeah. Which is the, the two times, times. <laughs> that really we need important. it the most. So it yeah. also says that the new crop still did a poor job of estimating energy expenditure during sitting, walking, running, cycling, and resistance training. Huh. That was 2022. Yeah. I don't think it'll be that far off, like that many years in the future when we have right. better real-time data about this right. is what we brought in and the wearable is actually measuring what we brought in, how quickly we're burning it, and then telling us like an output rate of fat, protein, carbohydrates. And then that, that's actually giving us accurate real-time data, but we don't have it. So, so what can be better and actually get us more results faster is kind of simplifying it so that we, we zoom out on occasion. This might be a, like a once a month, <clears throat> once every 30 days or so, zoom out, go, are my results meeting my expectations with what I've been doing? Keep a log of your fast. Like, are, are you being accurate and honest with yourself about the right. fasting that you're putting in? And try to simplify some plates, you know, so that you can kind of calibrate it with those TDE calculations, knowing approximately what your plates could look like, because that way you're reducing the number of decisions you need to make in the moment, which can also lead to a lot of frustration and a, a lot of volatility on the scale too. I think that the exercise component of this too is the activity component is we have a lot of folks that exercise that's like, I have to exercise. It's part of my mm -hmm. mental health strategy. That's great. I would encourage a lot of folks that if you've hit a sort of plateau, backing off from the intensity of the exercise and maybe adding in mm -hmm. some fasted exercise as well as walking would be a good place to start because mm. We know we've talked about this in the past that the benefit of fasted versus fed exercise is the same pretty much over the course of a 24 hour period. But fasting tends to, to have an advantage in the optimization of the metabolic health and that metabolic mm -hmm. flexibility piece where we're talking about, you know, chronic disease related to insulin and glucose, the ability yeah. to flip-flop between those two. So low levels of fasting insulin are a sign of higher insulin sensitivity, 
higher mm -hmm. fat oxidation and low metabolic disease risk. So yeah, you want better metabolic flexibility. Yes. And the more weight you have to lose, yes. the, the more you need that. The reason I brought that up though, is because you mentioned earlier the energy buckets. So when you're putting in and you're going to, let's say TDE.com or calculator.net or one of these sites, right? Yeah. And you put in your stuff, you're going to over or underestimate your activity level. And that's one of the things that this article was mentioning is that you have these energy activity buckets, right? And that can be mm -hmm. anywhere from 10, some of them up to 13% off based on the fact that you chose sedentary versus light exercise mm -hmm. versus four to five days of high ex activity versus intense exercise four to five days a week, right? There's yeah. all these different categories. So again, just more complexity added to the to the process. Yeah. So and it's not always good. Right. Like it's not always good to be like outburning your caloric intake. And it's it's also not always good to just be trying Over to like under consuming it. Say yeah. that one more time. I'm trying to follow you here. <laughs> it's 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 not necessarily better that, oh, hey, like today I I burned, you know, a couple hundred extra calories today. Right. Like that's fine. My today. wife said that to me the other day and I was like, no, no, you didn't. <laughs> but if you add it up over time, that's that's what that's where we see the overall net average under consumption over time that also leads to that metabolic adaptation, which is part of the the variance in the in the metabolic rate calculators. 100%. So when we're in this tracking approach, we want to free everyone from the tracking prison. Okay, <laughs> we want to release you from the shackles of the tracking prison. Yeah. And the fasting lifestyle has done that for us. So just the diet brain, right? The diet roller coaster, the diet culture brain is in the back of your head overthinking and second guessing everything. Has my weight actually plateaued or is it just water? I decreased my calorie targets two weeks ago. Is it really time to reduce them oh, again? Yeah. And my weight is actually higher this week. Oh man, I got to cut my targets even more. I feel like I may be losing weight too fast. I need to increase my targets to avoid losing muscle or am I working out or walking enough or hydrating enough or getting my trace minerals in? Yeah. I'm going to start a new training program this week. I know my numbers have changed. I've lost 30 pounds. Now what do I do? It's stuck. So we're going to get in our heads and go, ah, I'm doing everything wrong. What is happening? So this is why we do this training. This is why we encourage zoom in, get some data, zoom out, take a deep breath and simplify the process. Yeah. You said it, Tommy, if you want some easier, like take some thinking out of it, head to the show notes and click the blueprint to fasting for fat loss. Yeah. We'll literally give you what a plate should look like and what a four week series of, of fast could look like. Just take the thinking out of it. But then you have to commit to hitting the 80% mark, the 80% rule, right? So yep. 24 out of 30 days, hit your fasting timer, break your window intentionally, stay hydrated, get your walking in, right? Yeah. You have to give it more to your point than just a day or two. Yeah. You got to give it a few weeks to set and forget, right? No. Uh, as, just kidding. Um, I, what, is that, what is that program? Uh, it was, was like that a rotisserie, rotisserie chicken. Yeah, yeah, rotisserie chicken thing. Yeah. Man, it's crazy that how that program so stays too. with you. Yeah, it I'm did. Hungry. Mine never looked like that. That's why we buy rotisserie chickens and not try to make right. them. So simplify the process, right? Simplify yeah, the process, simplify the process, simplify the process. And know that you're not broken, that some of the tools you've used in the past, you didn't have the understanding, and I don't claim to either, even after all this research for this episode and reading all these things and having the failed experiences multiple times over and over again, yeah. being able to actually do this on my own by this method 
of calorie counting, yeah. calorie calculators, BMR measurements, TDEEs, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, they work really well, like inside the goalpost, you know, like for the for the middle part of the population, or you know, the people in the in the best health, you know, at the at the optimal weight ranges and and things like that. But again, when we need it the most, it's the least predictive of the the things that we're actually trying to get a handle on here. So if we if we take what we what we talked about today, zoom out a little bit, simplify, but then then also like do the same thing a little bit to your plate, like I mentioned earlier, so right. that while you're logging those fasts, hitting that eighty percent rule on your fast this month, have a couple of go-to plates that you that you kind of cycle in and out of and watch what the scale does as well because that's gonna tell you a lot. When you know you're doing all these other things right, the scale will give you some, some better feedback, better data than when things are kind of volatile and decisions are, are more variable. Yeah, we, we had a shout out from one of the, the women in our program who was like, we got off one of our coaching calls during this ADF week where we said, okay, zoom in and track for 10 to 12 days. Some of you are going to need to do it for you know, seven days. Some of you are going to need to do it for a couple of weeks, right? Because it's going to open up that thought process that you were just talking about, about the decisions you're making and the why behind it. And she said, like, she's in awe of like the call, right? And just the wealth of mm -hmm. knowledge and all the experience and all the stuff. And she's like, I just, I'm the type of person that needs to know why I'm doing something. Sure. So she says, I've been get, I've been fasting since January and have gotten so good at not eating for longer periods of time right. and not eating yeah. much when I did eat. Yeah. Yeah. Fasting is very powerful. It can get the weight off quick, but if you're down like she is to that last handful of pounds, then what's your exit strategy? What's your reverse plan, right? You're a much Where's smaller individual now. You've lost two thirds of your weight. You're yeah, 20 you pounds down. old habits, oh man, it can come back quick. Yeah, the same yeah. thing that you were doing, and this is why I love that quote from the article earlier, is skills you learn to stick with to get the results that you had gotten are likely to be incompatible with the successful long-term maintenance. Wow. So you learn the skills, you use the skills, but then you have to apply the skills to the new situation. And with fasting, that's going to be increasing your fasting windows, increasing your consumption, mm. developing that healthy relationship with your food. Yeah. Right. Or foods that may have, de there was a, there was a list of foods that were like completely off limits for some folks. And I'm like, those are quality foods. Yeah. Good. Whole you foods. can eat grapes. You can eat a banana. Like it's yeah, okay. Yogurt. Mm -hmm. yogurt, those things aren't bad for you, but they get listed as bad. Sure. And that's part of that diet culture and this failed attempts that we bring with us into this new fasting application. Ooh, fasting. That sounds fun. I can not right. eat. And then you get really good at it. Yeah, but you still got some baggage, right? Like I still got, I still got loads of those bags behind me full of those X'd off foods that that are, were just, you know, part of a previous layer that didn't work. So like there's, in, yeah, there's, there's some layers here. In theory, it should be easy to step back and look at this stuff and be like, like objectively and make appropriate dispassionate adjustments over time. Sure. Uh, some people can, yeah. right? My wife's one of them. And some people find it nearly impossible. And that was me. And that yeah. was you, right? So it may need a little extra effort. It may need some tweaking. This is where, you know, people I spent, my goodness, man, on that last folks, before I figured out my insulin resistance issue, I mean, it was, it was a $10,000 six month program. Wow. And we had never addressed the hormonal component. Fasting wasn't really a part of it. Sure. And then fasting 
you know, thanks to you standing in your kitchen on Father's Day in 2019, you told me to stop eating. I was like, I don't know what that means. Here's a book by Dr. Jason Fung. Okay, great. Here we are. <laughs> Almost four years later. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, you just, you just don't see why it's not working. You know, you can't, yep. can't, can't see it. Got to zoom in, got to zoom out. So that's, yep. that's part of the conversation from today. So I the, absolutely love it. Yeah, go ahead. The deck is stacked against you and you just didn't yeah. know it. And it doesn't mean you can't get results because some people can. But we want to encourage you that the fasting lifestyle is going to simplify this process for you. So if you are currently tracking or currently fasting and you're going, I will never do that again, I want to encourage you to do it for seven to 10 days Just and be all. real with what you objectively track and see. You value what you measure, you measure what you value. If you got a mortgage payment coming up and you didn't check to see if your direct deposit came in, you might be in trouble. You it's check your bank serious. account all the time, yeah. right? Like. Yeah. You value what you measure, you measure what you value. And I just love the fact that we are not broken. You are not broken if you're listening. Maybe you've hit a plateau. Maybe life's come up and nipped you in the bud. Maybe you don't know how to create a fasting schedule. Maybe you don't really know what you should be putting on your plate. The only way to figure that stuff out is go back and listen to all the episodes. First of all, it's all in there. There's a lot in there. Everything you could possibly need about fasting is in, it's, it's yeah. there. We've talked about it at some point, right? but then you got to go and try it and figure it out for yourself. So if we can help you in any way in your journey, please let us know. Info at thefastingforlife.com. Head to the show notes, click the link for the blueprint to fasting for fat loss, 20 page PDF, got incredible information in there, fasting schedules, you know, macro breakdowns, if that's what you want, even though after we just talked about how that process doesn't work for so many, but yes, we do have some, we're going to meet you where you're at. We're going to meet you in the middle. Right give you the tools you need. And ultimately, Tommy, we just want you to have the utmost success and get the results that you truly deserve. Absolutely. So as always, sir, appreciate the conversation and uh, we'll talk soon. Thank you. Bye. So you've heard today's episode and you may be wondering, where do I start? Head on over to thefastingforlife.com and sign up for our newsletter where you'll receive fasting tips and strategies to maximize results and fit fasting into your day-to-day -day life. While you're there, download your free Fast Start Guide to get started today. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to leave us a five-star review, and we'll be back next week with another episode of Fasting for Life.